Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, uh, Nunzio, and he comes to us with a background, well, various areas from, from hockey to entrepreneurship to a whole bunch of other things. So, uh, Nunzio, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll get into the, the backstory. So, what are you up to these days? For sure. Thanks for having me. So right now I'm serving as the CEO of buy and sell business.com. Uh, essentially it's an online platform where people can buy, sell and grow all types of businesses in the micro market from SaaS to main street to e-commerce. Um, and at our core, you know, we're really driven as an organization to make business ownership real, uh, and business exit exits easy for, for people around the world. Um, and you know, we, we truly, truly believe that a stronger economy and better future is possible when people wake up in the morning, loving what they do. And business ownership is that viable path, uh, or is a viable path towards that. Um, and that's a message, you know, we're, we're trying to get out every single day. So that's consuming a lot of my time right now. <laughs> Sounds good. So before we dive into that, let, let's rewind and go back in, in time. So what was Nunzio like as a kid? Are there any kind of early fond memories that you have? Uh, what, what were you like growing up? Um, you know what, you know, as, as long, you know, as far as what I've been told, uh, you know, I was, I was super energetic. Um, I was curious. Uh, as, I, as I grew older, I, I became, you know, extremely reliable, uh, focused and, and go-oriented. Um, I was, and I still am, you know, extremely organized and always, always had these lists of things to do or accomplish. Uh, I was what also was pretty, those, what was on some of the early things on those lists? Oh my God. It'd be like, it'd be like, you know, I would have a, a list of, you know, certain movies that were coming out and okay. I, I had to go, you know, you know, uh, purchase those DVDs or, um, or, you know, a list of goosebump books that mm. I wanted to read. And I, you know, because I'm so, you know, goal, goal oriented and, and driven, you know, it kind of be a checklist that, you know, I would have to complete. So, uh, I remember being, being like that as, as a, as a child. Um, and it was also a pretty strong athlete and, and a pretty good, pretty good student. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that kind of uh, um, happen in life? So, so we were talking off air and you end up doing a stint in hockey. <laughs> so obviously yeah. that, that uh, athleticism uh, translates to the, that there. So, so what was that? I mean, folks tend to start sports, uh, especially when they get to a higher caliber level, they start very early. So, so what are kind of your, your, your memories of getting into the hockey world? Yeah, for for me, it was it was interesting because my dad, my dad was um, was pretty busy when I was younger. And he he asked my mom if if she could go register for me, uh, register, um, register for hockey. And for three years straight, um, my mom would come back and say, uh, no, registration's full. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, my dad figured out that she was lying because she didn't (laughs) want me to play hockey. She was scared, uh, that I would get hurt. Um, so one, one year my dad said, this is, you know, absolutely ridiculous. I'm going and I'm registering. And, and, and he, at seven years old, he signed me up for, for hockey. Um, and the rest, the rest is, um, history. You know, I, you know, I signed up relatively later you know some of these kids now are starting hockey at two three years old so i was i was seven Mm -hmm. and the whole year i remember that whole year i was i was a defenseman 
But the last championship day, the coach was, uh, or the last championship game, the coach um, asked who wanted to go in net. And I remember it like it was yesterday. My dad bought me a, a brand new stick uh, and I was really excited to play, uh, to play with it. Uh, but then, you know, my mind started going towards, hey, it'd be really cool to go in net. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. Mm-hmm. And I put my hand up. My dad put my hand down. I put my <laughs> hand up. And then eventually my coach looked at me and said, it looks like you want to go in net. And I'm like, yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, just, you know, uh, a, a long story short here, uh, I went in net and I played unbelievable. And there was uh, someone in the audience that was sort of scouting or looking at talent. And I was selected to to play in the top tier league for eight-year-olds in, in the greater Toronto uh, area. Uh, and then from, from there, you know, hockey was a, a very big part of my life. Sounds good. So, so what does that uh, life look like? Because for a normal kid, it's, it's going to school and uh, kind of whatever, nine to three or whatever the hours are nowadays. Uh, but yeah. on, on top of that, now you have tons of practice, tons of uh, this and that. Uh, so what is it like as, as an eight year old who's kind of like kind of quote unquote drafted <laughs> into these, these top tier area? What, what does life look like there? Yeah. You know, if I map out sort of my journey since I was a little kid, it was, it was always about, you know, family sports. Mm-hmm. And as I got, as I got older, you know, business, right. And whether it was sports or, or business, um, you know, family was always at the center mm-hmm. um, and, and both sports and business demand uh, demand you to be, you know, prepared mentally, physically, and emotionally. And, and I started understanding that at a very young age, because, the reality is, you know, whether I was, you know, younger training as an athlete or now, you know, building a business, um, there are great highs, terrible lows and stress. Mm-hmm. And many, many, you know, ignore the last two, <laughs> um, uh, which is an extremely important part of of the journey because you need to know how to manage manage them. So I would say, you know, sports and business and, and having my family there with me along that way. Um, you know, really helped me understand how to manage, you know, terrible lows and stress and how to have that winning attitude to keep on moving forward. And, and do you have an example of like how you learned, like, was there a like, particular lesson or a particular like instance to say like, like, yeah, uh, I'm super stressed. I'm super low. I'm like, we just lost a huge game or something like that. And then you were able to, to manage that. Do, do you recall a, an instance? It's it, 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 there's so many, right? There's always there's always these micro defeats, right? You you had a you know a bad practice, you let in a weak goal, you had a bad game, you know, um, y- you know, you you were forced to you know you know conduct yourself with humility, you know, keep your chin up, uh, and make sure that you're prepared for tomorrow, right? You have to quickly leave leave those micro defeats in the past and move forward as quickly as possible. Um, it was always about consistency, right? Um, and, and you know, I, a lot of that plays into my business career too now. Mm-hmm. And, and was there a particular like kind of moment or, or tip or trick or something that you have to say like, you know what, bad game, bad goal, whatever, but tomorrow is another one and next one and, and, and something that, that the folks kind of need. Because I know there's uh, people have their, their, their routines and their rituals and stuff like that. Yes. I, I don't know for yourself <laughs> if, you, if you have something similar that, that you had. Yeah, no, I was, I definitely was a, a, a person of routine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the biggest thing that that helped me um, get through the micro defeats was understanding that there is a tomorrow. Mm. Uh, you know, there is another, another chance and another shot to make it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and looking forward to that, always having faith, right? Um, you know, 
I think I think a good a good thing to do in life is is always address like the, the brutal reality of of you know these micro defeats or or of of today, but always have faith that you know there's there's a better opportunity or a better chance tomorrow. And I think that's what really helped me, um, you know, get through get through those hard times. Yeah, and I think what what I uh, took onto that just to add a little bit is is to reflect a little bit and and take a lesson from what just happened, and and not just kind of repeat the same mistake over and over again, but actually say, you know what, next time I'll do this and that, or I'll notice this and that, and it, it still might not come out perfect, but at least tomorrow's a new day. There's another opportunity. Maybe I'll get it right, and maybe I won't, and then we'll continue on. So, yeah, awesome. as an as an athlete, you know. Um, reflection and vis- visualization, you know, is, is a massive part of the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those, those two, I guess, mechanisms really help you move, move forward mm-hmm. or at least not stay stuck. Right. Mm-hmm. That's sure. the biggest thing. Yeah. So, so as you're growing up, I mean, you're eight year old, eight years old, nine, 10, 11, all that sort of stuff. You're, you're still young. Right. So were there a lot of like influences? Cause there isn't necessarily like a, a big playbook uh, for, for this sort of stuff. Right. So I presume you had the support of your, your team members, but were there other family members that, that, that were also like at, at high levels of, of hockey or people around you that, you know, I could look up to them and, and, uh, and, and kind of learn from them. Or is it more like, yeah, you just had to figure it out on your own. Like what were some of those influences that, that are around you? Yeah. I've always, you know, I've always, I've always leaned on mentors, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was my, 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 my hockey coaches, or now, you know, uh, my, my business colleagues, uh, I've always leaned on mentors for, you know, guidance or, um, as much validation as possible, making sure that I'm going the right direction, but understanding it's my direction. Right. So Mm -hmm. I have to take everything with a grain of salt. But, you know, when I, when I think about that question about influence, like, you know, I, I, I think to myself, you know, I'm 35, I've been married for, you know, eight years to a wonderful woman. I have two incredible kids and like anyone else, a lot of what I do and how I think is, has been shaped by my family at the end of the day. Right. You know, my kids give me that purpose. My wife picks me up when I'm down. Um, my mother showed me the power of getting things done and never giving up, you know, that the real reward was, uh, accomplishment and getting things done. And my father showed me what being disciplined can accomplish, you know, how powerful that invisible, quiet and consistent work is. So, you know, I, I fundamentally believe that if you're not learning new things, moving forward with optimism and prioritizing your family, whether it's business or sports, you're going to stop doing great things and useful things in every facet of your life. So, for me, it, it, you know, it's all about family, perseverance, and and discipline. That's that's what defines me. For sure, yeah. That lifelong learning is definitely something to strive for. Where like just because you're out of school, then doesn't mean that that the learning stops. So, speak, exactly. speaking of that, I mean, like a lot of the listeners, they would have had the the career path of of high school and trying to pick a university college career path and stuff like that. It's probably a little bit of a different decision for you. So, so what was that process like to to, to kind of like navigate the, the the whole high school process? So, and and more on like the academic side, was there even that sort of side, or was that just kind of something that was that was there? Um. Yeah. So you know, I you know from from the high school side of it, um, there there was a lot of um, functions or events that I had to miss because I had to balance. Uh, the demanding schedule of of competitive hockey, um, but but you know a- academics w- was always a priority for me. Okay. Um, you know I grew up uh, with my father 
constantly telling me, you know, you have to be a gentleman, a scholar and an athlete. Those were sort of the pillars of my childhood. And I aim, I aim to prioritize every single one of those. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but um, school, school, you know, and there was this harmony around school and, and, and hockey for me, my entire, my entire life. Yeah, I, I think there was, I think for me, it's more of a, well, what is that uh, progression? Cause, cause for me, it's always like high school, you got to pick a university and then you got to do your degree and then go get a job. Right. Yeah. Uh, slightly different path where, okay, you, you're basically in uh, different tiers <laughs> of, of yeah. hockey and kind of growing up. So what was, what's the typical uh, cadence where at some point, I mean, in, in any sport, it's, it's the professional league. So NHL in this case, like where, where does that kind of, uh, work its way into into like the the, the path and the roadmap is, is it at, at, on the high school side at the end of high school and university or, or like where is that? well yeah so what ended up what ended up happening for me was you know at the end of high school i had to make this decision because like i said my, my schedule is pretty demanding mm -hmm. i had to make the, the decision to either you know pause um um with with on university uh, and then pursue my my professional career and that's what i did um so, so after high school, I, you know, I was playing um, professional hockey, you know, in the U.S. and Europe and and what so and and in a few other areas, trying to, you know, crack into the big leagues, um, and that's why, you know, I ended up going back to business school at a, at a later age. Mm -hmm. And, and talk to us about about that decision because that's not a very easy one right uh it's i mean you worked a lot since eight years old you've been training kind of for this this opportunity and then things are going your way and things are not going your way like how, how does that uh, work in, in your head like how, the discussions that you have with with mentors and things like that what was that process like um it was it was scary so you know it, it you know like i said before I, I leaned on my family to help guide me and and try and make the right decisions but and there was a, there was a massive amount of reflection and just mm -hmm. me talking to myself you know you know what what did i want to do um and you know i think i think that was you know one of the biggest decisions in my life was you know understanding and, and realizing that okay, I need to walk away from hockey uh, and I need to go back to business school. And just to set some context up, you know, when I, when I went back to business school, I was 22 years old, you know, and, and, and it was a big deal. Like 22 sounds young, but I was the oldest in, in, in the class and it tested my comfort level. So, you know, hockey definitely taught me the power of knowing when to walk away or, or try harder. Um, and I, I needed I needed that lesson because I'm the type of person where if I start something, you know, I'll fight tooth and nail to make it succeed. Um, but what hockey made me realize was if if something stops me along the way, and I've done you know everything I I can or I could to avoid failure, then I'll need to accept it and move and move forward. And and that's one thing that I really appreciate about the sport. That's that's definitely one thing that that has taught me. Sounds good. So, so as you were making your decision to walk away, was it always just, I'm going to go into business or was there other things like, would you become a doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineer, that sort of stuff? Or it's like, no, business. And then specifically, obviously you went kind of that entrepreneurial route. Was that always kind of at the forefront or were there different things? Ah, I might try accounting, finance, HR, things like that. Um, like how was that decision to, to go into back into the world of academia uh, like? 
So seven-year-old me uh, <laughs> wanted wanted to be a veterinarian. Okay. Uh, and then I then I quickly realized um, that you know twenty-two-year-old me did not did not want to be a veterinarian. <laughs> um, but but you know another thing at the, you know at the time um, you know I had friends um, uh, that that were attending uh, the same business school. Uh, so there was some influence in you know giving it a giving it a shot and seeing seeing what happens. Just right. taking that step and seeing seeing what happens. I didn't really know what I wanted to do to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first I started, you know, thinking, okay, maybe I could be like my father, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an accountant. And, you know, after a couple of courses, like, nope, that's not for me. <laughs> um, and then, then I, uh, ended up, you know, finding, um, a lot of interest in, um, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I started, I started really noticing that there's a lot of similarities between entrepreneurship and and sports, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, sports in, in general, it teaches us so many lessons that are are transferable to business, right? Whether it's endurance, sacrifices, competitiveness, uh, being a self starter. So you know, I didn't know it at the time, but um, you know, I loved creating things, mm-hmm. um, whether it was cooking or creating fake business plans. I remember when I was seven, you know, I, I created this business plan called one stop pet shop. Um, (laughs) you know, it did everything from training to grooming to retail, whatever. And this was before, I believe it was before PetSmart was even a thing, but what, you know, what, what, what started clicking was, um, you know, the young me and the older me. And that was, I loved documenting things and achieving them. And in the end, you know, creation and turning an idea into something real is the essence of entrepreneurship, which is my true passion. And that, and that's what I found in, in business school within the first, I say, year and a half. Sounds good. So walk us through a little bit about your kind of first forays into that entrepreneurial journey, right? So the the first Built, uh, business that you started, whether it was successful or not, or whatever, like, what was that trajectory between kind of uh, the, the early entrepreneur days and then to, to where you are now? Oh, man, I started, you know, I started, um, it, it's it's sort of like that, that saying with books, right? You, you buy more books than you could read. <laughs> um, I, I probably started more books than I um, or I started more businesses than I could manage <laughs> effectively at least. But, you know, as a, as a kid, um, you know, I started everything from, you know, uh, a, a promotion company with a friend. Um, oh my God. Um, a, a basket, uh, a wellness basket company with a friend, okay. um, a, a payment, a, a payment company with a friend, uh, a clothing and these are all different company. friends, right? That's not the all, same friend. No. Yeah. All different friends. I've yeah. always, I, you know, the good thing about, you know, this, you know, my, my group of friends is we're, we're all like-minded. So we're always interested in, in starting something and seeing where it goes and adapting and learning along the ways. But, um, but yeah, I was always starting, you know, these, these businesses, but the main business that, you know, kind of propelled me to where I am now was um, the clothing line, because that was, I guess the most, not the most lucrative, but built out the most where we actually had, you know, uh, distributors and and vendors and retailers carrying our, our clothing and whatnot. But we, you know, we, we got to a point where, you know, we didn't have the, the expertise or the resources to really grow it. So I started looking for ways to sell it. And, and that's, you know, how I identified the opportunity for buy and sell business.com. Mm-hmm. 
So out of all those businesses, what were a few notable lessons along the way? I'm, I'm, there's probably a whole book or, or even more <laughs> that you could write about it, but are there maybe one or two th- or three uh, lessons that you could share with kind of those budding entre- uh, entrepreneurs out there? They want to start something with their friend. Like what are a couple of those, those key lessons that, that, that would be helpful? The stuff I wish I knew earlier. Um, y- yeah. So, so as far as, you know, those lessons, I would say, you know, pick your, pick your partners wisely. Mm. Um, understand what your core competency is. Um, understand that there will always be someone, uh, doing more work than someone else. And that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's fine. Uh, as long as you're communicating that and everything is transparent. Um, and then a couple, a couple deeper ones that, you know, I wish I knew, earlier, you know, the first would be to listen to the things that you don't want to hear, um, mm. you know, to really acknowledge that you don't know everything, you don't have all the answers to everything, uh, to acknowledge that growth happens with hard work and difficult conversations, um, the things that most people don't want to do or listen to, uh, and to really acknowledge that, you know, being curious and always learning and asking the right questions is how you grow, create awesome teams, products and businesses. Um, and the second thing I wish I knew when I was, you know, when I was younger or, when, or earlier um, was to understand that things happen gradually and then suddenly. And there's okay. a famous there's a famous quote around that. Um, and, and what that means is you know, be patient. Right. Um, focus on focus on creating good habits and investing in the right things, because those habits and things lead to good decisions. And that all adds up in compounds in life. Sounds good. A couple of things that I took away from that is uh, for the last one, it's kind of that overnight success that took 10 years to build. <laughs> that sort exactly. Of that, yes. that it's a gradual and then it happens uh, quickly. And then on things like the, the listen to things you don't want to hear, that's actually a very interesting one where to me that speaks to like self-awareness where, where oftentimes if, if a, a bunch of people around you are kind of saying the same things, well, uh, if what's the expression, if, if you point one finger, then three point back. <laughs> so it yeah. seems like, like you may have to look inwardly to say, okay, what is it that I need to learn and, and get a, a, a learning from this? And then things like like picking your partners and, and understanding core competencies, all that sort of stuff. That's probably, again, probably multiple episodes on its own just to, <laughs> to kind of dig deep into each, each one of those. So I think that that's uh, amazing information. And, and, I, and I hope that we can go into um, so, some of these in, in further detail. Um, just to kind of end off on the, the uh, current buy, buy and sell. So ultimately, you, you had this closing line, you want to, to, to sell that. What was kind of that, that journey to create kind of the what you're doing right now? Yeah. So out the gate, you know, being, being a person of, you know, documenting things or having my <laughs> checklists um, right away, I knew, okay, well, I, I made a list. What am I good at? And, and what am I, you know, not good at? And and I went to go find people uh, that could help me with the parts that I was not good, not good with. So um, I sold, uh, you know, sweat equity at the beginning to find uh, my, 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 my strengths and, and, um, or my weaknesses, sorry. Uh, And I brought in those, those people to help me build out um, my idea. Um, And, and that's what we did. You know, the first year and a half was me going out there, pitching this idea to potential uh, business partners. um, And then, 
uh, inspiring them to join a journey for free uh, and help <laughs> me build build something out for free and and see how it works. And and you know that's now eight years later, and you know we've done over two billion dollars in in transaction value. Um, and, uh, and we're growing triple digits in, in every sort of KPI that we measure. That that's amazing. So it, it sounded like it was, it was kind of like a kid with an idea, <laughs> right. And basically that, that visionary is to kind of convince people and, and put kind of that, that aura of like, Hey, can you build this for me? And then kind of iterate through that, uh, to, to, yeah, definitely a, a, a level of success. And there's probably a lot more that we can look forward to, to, to hearing and seeing from you. So, uh, where could folks, uh, find out more about you and then if they want to connect or, and what are some of the, the kind of future aspirations that we can look forward to, to hearing from you? Sure. Yeah. The best way to connect with me would probably be Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter and it's just at Nunzio Presta. Okay. Uh, if, if you want to learn more about uh, buy and sell business.com, it's in its name, buy and sell business.com. <laughs> um, as far as, you know, f- you know what the future looks like, you know, um, buy and sell business.com will be the go-to place um, for people looking to buy and sell all types of businesses uh, in the micro market around the world. Um, that's, that's definitely number one. And the second, you know, um, at 90, uh, I, you know, I will look back and, um, and, and, and see that I created a life of freedom for my family. So they can, they can truly pursue their, their passions and dreams. That's my ultimate goal. Um, and I think, you know, that's another, you know, there's creation, but then the other, um, essence of entrepreneurship is, is freedom, right? You, you want, you want to hopefully create as much freedom for people as possible so they could be passionate and, and their dreams could, you know, come to a reality. For sure. And, and I talk to a lot of people where their aspirations are to create a, a lot of money and build a lot of wealth, but, but really it's, it's for the purpose of, of, as you said, like freedom, like very few people want to be like kind of that, that Scrooge McDuck with a vault full of coins where all they do is swim in it and all that sort of stuff. People want to be able to just do whatever they want, whenever they want. And that's really what that, that kind of uh, uh, money uh, buys for them. And then hopefully well, ha- have a lot of fun along the way too. You, you listen, you know, everyone wants to make money, but I don't think that should be uh, the go-to goal. Right. right. Uh, because at the end of the day, you tell me, you know, what you can do with a million bucks if your ankles uh, chained to a desk. Sure. 100%. So yeah, uh, words of wisdom and, and a g- good place to end. So so thanks so much, Nunzio, for sharing your story. And then yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, topics to kind of dive into a, a little bit more deeply. And uh, hopefully we have you back for a future episode. Absolutely. This was, this was awesome. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Nunzio. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.